Okay, so uh, hopefully this is for the real welcome back heads. So if you, if Jurassic Park is, oh my God, it's a dinosaur. dinosaur. What is it, the end of Jones? It's an adventure with a whip and he's stealing from indigenous people. (laughs) That doesn't rhyme with whip. (laughs) Oh, shit. (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. Are you figuring it out? Outside and in between. Now it's in my head. Because there was a bit a long time ago that was like, it was like, Indiana... Fucking Jones, Indiana, motherfucking Jones. Oh, bitch. This was a bit a long time ago. I can't remember. I feel like it was on a TV show or something. I don't know. Welcome back. Welcome back. <laughs> My name is Sam Bannigan. And I'm Andrew Thomas. Um, thanks so much for tuning in to this very long conversation about movies and art and TV and whatever else we feel like talking about. Um, sorry, we've been, uh, things have been, I've been moving, so I've been packing and busy and like all this sort of stuff. I'm finally in my new place. I'm almost done unpacking. I can finally like, it's been a while. It's been summer. Yeah. And like post on our social medias again and stuff like that. So I'm, I, yeah, it's been, it's been a minute. Um, I hate posting on social media, so I, so I haven't been doing it. Um, and also, we've we've now started recording on Mondays, and and that fucks up my whole day. It's and it's it's. I mean, it's. I think it's good because we're both generally free, and it's easy to just be like, ah, Monday morning. Yeah. But then I ha- I still got to edit. And yeah, gotta you're like stuff. glad I'm finished with the podcast. <laughs> yeah, this is like still. The, I think the thing is like Mondays in my work week are my Sunday because I have Sunday Monday off. So this is still my weekend. I hear you, and I want to. That's like, my that's my... Sunday, Monday's my day off too. Yeah, but it just means that I want to like still do stuff. I want to make plans. Yeah, I hear you. You know, so it's it's tough. We might move the the posting day so that I have a, a day to edit and stuff. But that's that's a that's a just. You know, just talking about it. Um, I also, my mic is in a new place, so if I sound weird, um, I'm figuring it out. Um, anyway, how are you, Andrew? Uh, <laughs> I'm doing all right. I haven't... You, 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 learned, you learned stuff about yourself whenever you move. That's what I've learned. You just learned... You like, it's there's always another headache... There's always something that you're like, I want to keep this, but like, what? I'm gonna do a whole trip just for this, just for this. <laughs> yeah. Night night table, this uh, night side table. I'm gonna do that. No, but I don't want to throw it away. I can sell it. Who am I gonna sell it to? Someone's gonna try to lowball me. Yeah. <laughs> what am I? What am I a bozo? I can't have that happen. <laughs> I'd rather just throw it out in the street. What am I a bozo? I just. I just Good soul, take it. 
<laughs> yeah, no, you just... So I can only imagine. Um, yeah, I've just been... Trying to do comedy, trying to do plays. Trying to write a packet. And then trying to start a tour. It's I, I got a lot. Too many birders. Too much too much stuff. Too much tuna. But hey. It's too much tuna. That was that's my day. <coughs> that's what I'm doing after podcast. Great. But yeah, I'm just feeling good, feeling fine. And uh Yeah. Well, we speaking of fine to and fine <laughs> we unfortunately saw Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny uh this week um cuz cuz I forgot that uh, another movie was coming out and so we did this one um what other movie came out Joyride came out this weekend yes Joyride did come out Egg. He had a yeah. chance. He had a chance, had a and chance. he blew it. I he, said Indiana yeah. Jones or nothing, and he said Indiana Jones. I sent yeah. back a snake. I wanted to send I've back. Been, a... I've been, I've been busy. I've been moving. I didn't have time to look at the fucking thing. <laughs> I was gonna send you a hat and a whip, but they don't have an emoji for the Indiana Jones hat, and they don't have an emoji like... for a whip, which might be good, <laughs> but. <laughs> Yeah, I was about to say. But what about for those for those weird for those weird BDSM people? What where's their representation? Well, don't in the call apps? don't call don't call them weird. <laughs> I can't I can't talk fight for their uh, for their um what's the word? I just said it. Uh their representation, but I can't call yeah. them weird at the same time. I can't do both. <laughs> no. I'm helping and hurting, so I'm not really doing yeah. anything. That's my I goal. I don't know if there are kinky emojis. Are there kinky emojis? Are there kinky emojis? This is a more important conversation than uh, than Indiana Jones. I'm going to Google it. I'm going to see. Are there kinky? I mean, there's an eggplant. There's a peach. Yeah, but those aren't kinky. But they have become kinky. No, they haven't. Yes, they have. <laughs> no, they become dirty, not kinky. Okay, fine. Kinky and dirty are two very different things. Not what's your definition? I want to hear the Sam Bannigan definition. Well, dirty is just any is is just like sixty nine. Oh, this is a dick. Ah. Um, but I can't say kinky. I can't say sixty nine and be kinky. Sixty nine. No, sixty nine is, is not kinky. It's not kinky. <coughs> kinky is like you know kink stuff it's like the bdsm world <coughs> general dominant submissive stuff you know degrading praising tying up people and that's not dirty that is dirty so all kinky is dirty not all but dirty not all is dirty kinky. is kinky yeah. So. Ugh. Think about that, Mr. Vanilla. 
Mr. Vanilla, hey. I like I like Rocky Road. <laughs> oh, okay. Sure, Rocky Road is a Whatever good way to describe say. my <laughs> Rocky Road's a good way to describe my sex life. Hey. Is it? Rocky is Road. It a good way? <laughs> no, uh Cherry Garcia is. Anywho. <laughs> what, a, what? what does that even mean? <laughs> Also, there are no kinky emojis. They're all just, they're all just weird. Well, if there were, I could have sent you back a whip, and you would have known what I meant. But instead, I sent you back a snake, and you didn't know. Well, you sent you sent the snake, and Indiana Jones famously hate snakes. Snakes. But what other emoji? So then, so so I so I was like Indiana Jones, and then you sent back a snake, which means Indiana Jones is scared of the snake, which means no Indiana Jones. You understand? I understood all of this, but then I was like, but then what are my (laughs) options? I don't want to just say yes. What are my options here of this endless emoji page? Say yes. Say yes with a bunch of s's, and then put the snake. Ah. You're the comedy writer. It's you like should really snake. figure this out. It's yeah. like a snake. Yeah. Well, figuring it out is what exactly Indiana Jones would do. Indiana Jones, James Mangold's 2023's mm-hmm. Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny. We saw it. We uh-huh. watched it. Not a lot of other people watched it. I can tell you that much. <laughs> I was just looking it up. Um, Sam. Okay. We did a whole episode on all four Indiana Jones movies last summer. The summer before last summer. Who, who's to say? Uh, not last summer. The summer before. Dang. We did... All the Indiana Joneses, then. Listen to that. Why not? Let's do a little advertisement right now. Uh, yeah. Go listen to that one. Then listen to this one. Be a completist, you dork. But Sam, what'd you think of Dial Destiny? It's a bad film. It's a bad film. <laughs> um, it's not very good. It's not interesting. It's not... It's not doing anything. It doesn't have anything to say. Um, and uh, it's way too long. Every and, and not just like, oh, the movie is two and a half hours long. It should be shorter. Every single sequence in the entire film is twice as long as it needs to be for it to get its point across. Every action sequence, every dialogue scene is just too long. There's so much fluff and bullshit. This is the loosest movie we've ever seen. Dang. Claims. <laughs> Put it on the DVD. Yeah. Um, also, this movie uh, has not made its budget back yet in two weekends. This and movie costs $300 million. Yeah. And it has made $250 million so far. And Mission Possible comes out in a couple days so it's not gonna it's not gonna be mission impossible this weekend 
It won't be Mission Impossible. If anything, Mission Impossible and uh, Barbie Oppenheimer might help Indiana Jones, if anything. Why do you think it would help? Because I think all three of those movies are going to be big hits. People are going to walk up to the movies and go, ooh, I can't wait to see Barbie. And if I can't see Barbie, I'll see Oppenheimer. If I can't see Oppenheimer, I need to catch Mission Impossible. Then all those movies are going to be sold out. They're already at the movie theater. Where are they going to see Indiana Jones. I don't, Andrew. I think you. I think you are over overthinking how many people buy their tickets at the movie theater anymore. Oh dang! I am an old man. I do buy my yeah. movie. <laughs> yeah. You also have AMC stubs. You just get it on your phone too, motherfucker. I do, but when I'm not at AMC's, I buy them <laughs> exclusively at the box office. Yeah, that's weird. That's like you're weirder for it. How am I weird? You Because the world has moved on. You unsocialized swines. How am I weird? I don't want to talk to a person. Because people are people. They're not just obstacles I have to go through life. I want to beat these people. I want another box office purpose. Person. Purpose. <laughs> okay. I got really passionate about that. You got real. That was a lot. Um... <laughs> I just buy my I buy my tickets on my phone, and then I walk in, and then I don't have to stand in a line. I just go here, you go, and then they go, everyone Whoop. buys their tickets on the phone. There's no line at the box office. <coughs> There's still sometimes a line at the box office of two people. <laughs> Of old people and you. Yeah, then I chat up. I learned a lot about World War II that way. Why do you need to know more about World War II? Because they've lived through it. Because they're old. But why do you need to know about it? Like, you don't do... You don't... You aren't a history person. You, you, you don't... You don't... <laughs> you don't history... That's you're what not, you wanted you're to not, say. You know history. You're not our old friend and TikTok famous Chris Valenti. That is funny. Ugh. I think it's so funny that he's TikTok famous. Yeah, go Chris. Yeah. Truly, truly wild. He keeps popping up on my For You page. And I go, hey, I, I smoked weed with that dude a lot. <laughs> Often. <laughs> Often. <laughs> um, what were we I heard that dude about? fucking but, but on the other side of a wall. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, Indiana Jones and the Dial Destiny. We saw it. We watched yeah, it. What were we talking about? I don't know. What did you think about this bad film? I didn't hate it. Oh. There's two things that make me not hate this movie. Mm-hmm. And it's Harrison Ford and John Williams. Okay, but, like, they can be good, but the movie is still bad. Eh. Here's the thing. This is why I've been telling people. And I mm. think... People are like, is it worse than the fourth one? Is it a worse movie than the fourth one? And I say no. 
I think this movie's better than the fourth one. However, uh, I say yes. <laughs> I'd rather see Bad Spielberg than mediocre James uh, James Mangold. Okay, sure, fair. That, but I just I think this is a worse movie than Kingdom of the Crystal Skull because Kingdom of the Crystal Skull is a is a Saturday morning cartoon. And at I'm least into that. at the very least, it's a Saturday morning cartoon, and this is not that. And I gotta apparently close my window because there's a dog barking outside. Yeah, I was about to say it sounds like there's a dog fight outside. Yeah, it sounds like one of the dogs said the other dog was weird for buying tickets physically. Are we going to do this right now? We're going to do it. <laughs> well, you're walking back. <laughs> As if you're going to jump through the phone. <laughs> We're going to do this right now? We're going to do this? Uh, right, have you bought your plane ticket yet? Are you coming? I am. Dad might get me one way and I might buy a ticket the other way. I'm, I'm waiting. Okay. It, it's, okay. I'm doing that thing. But I we're, just still get, we're just getting close, and I and I don't I don't like you know ticket prices they go up they do go up oh I've been having co- they do go up because <laughs> I'm like I'm <coughs> I'm trying to fly to Toronto in October and I'm like I gotta buy my tickets now so that they're cheap yeah uh, <coughs> yeah I think this movie's fine. I just, that's my biggest thing. It's, yeah. I wish this movie was bad. That's the thing. I There's nothing yeah, more than nice. I wish this movie was bad. Yeah. The plot make, I like, I got everything. I wish it was convoluted. I wish it was like, wait, what's happening? What, what is it? But no, it was all just very bland. Not yeah. even a fun action sequence. No. Which is heartbreaking. Yeah. But can, like, I, can I be real with you? I don't think I remember half of this movie and I saw it two days ago. You want to know something funny? Hmm. I saw this movie yesterday. The day before yesterday. Just yeah. just because I was like, I saw it a week ago and I, I feel wrong. I feel bad sitting here. <laughs> and you're like, yeah, but Andrew, what about this part? And I'm like, what part? What part? Who? Antonio Banderas is in this movie? Who? Who is he? Oh, my God. <laughs> Who is he? <laughs> no, you're yeah. thinking of Puss in Boots, my friend. It's <laughs> uh, a different movie, actually. I know there's a hat in it, but like, it's different. <laughs> um, I thought B.B. Waller-Bridge was good. For what she was given, the character that she was given, I thought she did the best that she could. I... That- I loved a uh, friend of the show, Justin Jones's um, letterboxd review. That was Phoebe Waller Bridge breaking breaking barriers by proving that women can be Ryan Reynolds too. Yeah, <laughs> which is very good. <laughs> also, do you want to turn me down um, your ears real quick? Say again. Just turn me down in your ears a little say bit. Say again. Turn me down in your ears. Yeah, just a little. We're on a lag. <laughs> That's so... <laughs> Fucking apparently. <laughs> Turn me down? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Turn me down? Turn me down! <laughs> Jeez, I got it. <laughs> you said you said what? I did say what a lot. Um, 
Justin's letterbox review was funny. Yeah. Uh, I, yeah. This is a summer blockbuster. I don't care. I don't care. <laughs> I don't care. Here is Andrew Indiana Thomas saying, I don't. See, see, having Andrew Thomas say, I don't care about Indiana Jones is crazy. Because there was still a little bit of me that was like, but maybe. <laughs> There's, There's always... always a little bit of you. For any movie ever. How many times did you see fucking King Kong Skull Island in the fucking movie? That period? was never my choice. That was never my choice. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. I, was, like, I brought friends. You I always have this going on. Um, okay. I thought Mad Mickelson, again, did what he had to do. It was, oh, you want me to be an Indiana Jones villain? Sure. <laughs> Got it. I can be a Nazi. I can do that in my sleep. <laughs> that's that's um, easy. And he kind of did. <laughs> he, yeah. Yeah. Mads was not there. <laughs> Good actor. We love, we, we, we've talked about we Mad Mickelson a lot. <laughs> famously love Mads Mickelson. Another round? One of the, one of the best. I just, it kept me entertained. I it thought did not that keep me entertained. Was <laughs> I was, I was pretty bored. Yeah. Well, anyway, you want to get into the cast? I guess. Um, I guess. Who the fuck? Who do you want to talk about? Um. Uh. Ryan Riddle Boyd herself. Hallbrook. No. Boyd. Who's played the same exact character as he did in Logan. Yeah. Good for him. That Good for... <laughs> that you always have to be best friends with the director. Good for him. You do gotta... Sometimes you need a friend. Um, oh, man. Remember the Predator? What a, what a garbage. What a garbage. No. To be honest. <laughs> you liked it. I remember liking it. Yeah, I think you were also pretty high when we saw it, so... Was I? I think so. Sterling K. Brown was in it. I remember liking it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It wasn't... We both liked... We both liked Sterling K. Brown because he was the only one who understood that it was so insane that this movie was happening. Yeah. And he was like, I'm going to be the 80s villain that this movie needs and everyone else was not that who's the girl in the movie there's always a girl in the movie who's there's the girl it's a girl um is olivia wilde olivia munn oh close i saw this movie in the multiverse who it was olivia yeah. wilde yeah Keegan Michael Key was in it. What's like Travante Rose? Star? I don't know. I remember the ending. I remember they're on the Predator ship and they have to like fight the Predator to get off the ship. And the kid knows how shit works. Yeah, because he's like got the Predator DNA in him. Yeah, some weird shit. Yeah. Um. Anyway, I like Boyd Holbrook. I want him to do other shit though. That would be 
That would be my hope. You don't like him as a Nazi? I'm fine with him as a Nazi, but I just like, I don't know, this and and Logan, like his probably his two big thing. And like he plays the same sort of dude in uh, Sandman. Oh, show. yes. He also just plays like a fucked up villain. Um, I just want to see him do not that a little bit more. I guess he has, you know, in the Predator and, and stuff, but like, you know. See him do something else. I agree with you. I hear you. Yeah. Put him in like a comedy. I want to see him, you know. Joyride. Yeah. Ugh. Why not? I don't know. Um, Toby Jones. Love Toby man Jones. Who is, who is normally a Nazi, but this time was not a Nazi. Do you think that's a good call? There's actors like that who play Nazis because they look like Nazis. Yeah. yeah. But sometimes they get cast in the other role. Like, uh, did you ever see All Quiet on the Western Front? No. Uh, Daniel Bruhl is in it. And he's fighting oh, okay. against the Nazis. And I was like, Ooh. I wonder, is he like, hooray, I'm not a Nazi this time. I'm not a Nazi this time. I fight against That's the nice. Nazis. Woo. Yeah. <laughs> I was starting to uh... think people thought I was a Nazi. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that would, that, I think it's probably good to, to switch it up. You yeah. Know? Um... It must be like deeply insulting. To just often hear, man, you look like a Nazi. Man, you... <laughs> that uniform would look good on you. And we should... It would look... It works. We should show it on a silver screen in thousands of theaters. So everyone... <laughs> when people think of Nazi, they think of your face. They think of your... They think of your face, Toby Jones. Great actor, Toby Jones. Ah. <laughs> uh... Anyhow, I don't know. That, that will always never plays be like my a... problem. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Toby Jones just always plays a little fucked up dude, and I'm and I'm into it. Yeah. Andrew Thomas yeah. is the black Nazi. He, Andrew Thomas <laughs> is black Hitler. I got nine problems. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> What? <laughs> I wish I don't know. Uh, I don't know. Salad this kraut. Uflog. A big afro and a Hitler mustache. Andrew Thomas is black Hitler. Great is this like a 70s yes. exploitation film? Yes. <laughs> You a bad mother. Shut thy mouth. <laughs> <laughs> why are you? Why was it thy? Thy mouth. Why? What? No. I don't know German. That's a. You're doing a Shakespeare thing. I don't know German. Okay. But you laughed. <laughs> Uh, okay. Also, other people are in this movie. Um, uh, who else is in this movie? Shanette Renee Wilson is in a couple scenes. Like, 
want to talk about a fun Indiana Jones movie. Indiana Jones is on the search for something. Then we have this this black worker working for the CIA, and then all of a sudden she's working with a bunch of Nazis, and she's like, I gotta go. Dr. Jones, you want to help me out? And they go on a quest. What a fun movie that would be. Yeah. <laughs> but it'd be an hour shorter, too. Yeah, probably. But no, she gets shot. <laughs> She just gets a bang. Uh, yeah. Uh, I was hoping that she would... The way they set her up, it felt like she was going to be more. And then she just gets yeah. shot. Spoiler alerts, by the way. Yeah. It's yeah, it's not great. Um, we got uh, Antonio Banderas. I, his part of the movie was probably my favorite part of the movie. Right. As long as he... Yeah, he's. I just like Antonio Banderas, honestly. Why is it Antonio Banderas? That's my thing. Why not? Because let's not have the budget be $300 million. Instead of giving Antonio Banderas $4 million for this role, just get some guy and pay him $200,000. Send him on his way. And now he's in an Indiana Jones movie. Good. It's... It's more fun to have Antonio Banderas. Then do something. I love Antonio Banderas. He just gets shot too. It's true. Yeah, everybody. He <laughs> just, gets, just shot gets shot too. Even Harrison Ford just gets shot. Yeah. Indiana <laughs> like Jones every... and you just get shot. <laughs> and you just get shot. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, I like casting big actors in small parts. I, I'm always a fan. Like, we right. just did Asteroid City. Like, Margot Robbie's in a minute of that movie. Right. Uh, Bradley and Cooper, Licorice Pizza. Right? I hear you. Yeah. Yeah. It's just fun. It's just like, oh, we get a, a cool name, you know, and then it's just there, and people get to go, oh, shit, and then, you know. That's his friend, Antonio Banderas? <laughs> Yeah. I can't wait to see what he does in the third. Oh. 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 Well, uh, oopsies. Oopsies. Oopsie doopsies. Oopsies. Oopsie doopsies. But, right, he was uh, good. He was good. I liked. It was a very funny moment, the eels parts. They look like snakes. No, they don't. That was, that was cute. Sure. That that's a that you could describe it as cute, I suppose. I suppose. Um, we got Mads Mikkelsen, who we already mentioned, uh, but we we love Mads Mikkelsen, so I'm still a fan. Yeah, still a fan. Um, again, we got. <laughs> it just feels like there's a different this idea of the Nazi who hates Hitler because he thought he bungled up the war. There's something fun in that. There's something interesting. It feels like there's a lot of this almost three-hour movie. It feels like there's a lot on the cutting room floor that would have made. And a yet, story. this movie could still be. It could still be an hour shorter. Like this movie doesn't need to be two and a half. What a hours paradoxical long. movie, right? It's it's really weird. Um, we have a. Uh, Ethan is Isadore, Isadore as uh, Teddy, the the kid. Yeah, cute kid. Yeah, cute kid. Whatever. 
Um, hope, hope, hope you do well. <laughs> yeah, I wish you luck. Uh, and then we got uh, our our Phoebe Waller Bridge. Um, who I I'm a fan of Phoebe Waller Bridge, but she's not good in this film. See, I am like I could see her lead a a, a little adventure movie, not have it be Indiana Jones I, related, but like I okay. I could see her doing an adventure movie. I could not see her doing an action adventure movie because I did not believe any of the action things that she was doing ever. She, she the last time I watched it, she did throw an elbow. <laughs> and I and the guy knocks out and I was like, I don't want to be cruel. I don't want to be mean, but she threw that elbow. I would have been like, ow, what was that? Ow, uh, that was rude. What was, that's just rude. If you're so po- bony. If you're pointing the elbow. <laughs> ow! Don't ow, stop ow. that. Stop it. Yeah, when she's like <laughs> zooming the motorcycle to catch the plane in the in the like storm, I'm just like, this is she Phoebe would never do this. I've seen Fleabag. I know what's up. I've I've seen her run. <laughs> yeah. This isn't happening. <laughs> But, but then when she's like, when she's like, you know, I I feel like she could do the like adventure stuff of like solving ancient mysteries and puzzles and stuff like that. I'm like that. I, I could believe Phoebe Waller-Bridge doing none of this other stuff. Yeah, I. She does the like Spider-Man jump between the two New York buildings. And I was just like, no. <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, yeah, I didn't hate her. I get the, the, could also be Ryan Reynolds. She could also, yeah. that is, man, Ryan Reynolds. Do you see the, the picture of Hugh Jackman ruining his legacy? No. There, it's Deadpool There's and a picture? Wolverine. Oh, no. <laughs> I'm going to look it up so I can see how bad Please it is. Please do it. it. I'm going on Twitter. But remember old Ryan Reynolds? <laughs> it's just charming. I like a charming little Brit. That's what she is. Fine with it. Yeah. Oh. At least it's yellow. Right? <laughs> Again. The one saving grace. I'm waiting for that trailer. I'm Hugh Jackman. I'm not Logan. I'm not. I'm. <laughs> they paid me. I mean, and I'm Hugh Jackman in this. <laughs> they'll. Uh, the. I mean, the thing is, here's the. Here's the. Here's the. The fun twist of fate that has that has happened upon Hugh Jackman and Ryan Reynolds. Because they made a movie where Ryan Reynolds was Deadpool and Hugh Jackman was Wolverine during a writer's strike 15 years ago. It didn't work out. Well, I and mean, look where they out. are. It must have worked out, right? <laughs> yeah, but now they're doing another one also during the writer's strike. And the actor strike. I just... People like it's who not have high right. end jobs or or high like powered, they just don't, I don't. If the after strike 
is happening, if it's inevitable, if it's going to happen, yeah, why, why you're probably gonna reshoot those scenes? Why, why, why spend the money? <laughs> or maybe I'm maybe I'm just a cheap boy. Maybe I'm just a cheap poor boy, and I look at money as a real thing. <laughs> That might be. The thing. I think. I think it's. It's partly that. I think the other part is like they. They have no understanding of like what's happening in like culture or art. In art, I, and like in like their productions. Like I. I think. I think there is a level of like. You know, the head of Netflix just kind of signs a check and just kind of lets it. Okay. All happen. right. Here you go. He doesn't have to like. Yeah, he doesn't have to think about it. You need three hundred million dollars for Deadpool. That's the one with Wonder Woman in it, right? Yeah, here you go. Yeah, here you go. Have fun. See you later. Yeah. Like I think that I think that is kind of the level of of person we're talking about. Oof. You know, the Roy's of the world. But <laughs> you're still gonna be rich, right? <laughs> like after three hundred million dollars. It's like, yeah, I'm still going to be rich. Yeah. But that's still $100 million. <laughs> I mean, to us, yeah, it's $100 million. To them, it's uh, it's $100 million. Uh, it just doesn't make sense. But we'll get to that. We'll get to movie making later. <laughs> I've been thinking a lot <laughs> about movie making. Well, let's get to Harrison Ford. Yeah, uh, Harrison Ford uh, coming back. For for what one last rodeo? Like great, I think he's great. I think there. I think him as an actor did his job as an artist. Everything else is out of his control. He didn't edit this movie, but and also we've seen Harrison Ford not care. We've seen him not care. Okay. Yeah, he does care. I still think he's not good in the movie. But he does care. At the very least, I'll give you that. I think seeing Indiana Jones have time pass by, to have time pass him by, I think that's an interesting concept. I think Harrison Ford shows this sadness. I think it's interesting that his son died. I think. Yeah, they were like, "Oh, we don't know what to do about Shia LaBeouf, so we're just gonna we're just kill gonna him. him off screen." Can't he just like live in Montana on a ranch with his family? No, nope, dead. <laughs> Can't Went Indiana Jones have died. something? Nope, <laughs> no. Went to war and died, and it was <laughs> just to make Indy mad. Yeah. Um, no other reason. It's. I, I like, again, something I wish they explored of, like, now everyone in the world just wants to go to space. Like, that's it. That's where everyone's mind's at. Is space. Who cares about uh, some war that happened in a place uh, a city in New Jersey's called after? Like. Yeah. I There's something so cool. And I think Harrison Ford really plays that well i love the scene and i liked it the last time i watched it when he was climbing up the rock with phoebe waller bridge and she's like are you all right you need a moment she, he's just like no just why am i here i'm 80 
Why am I here? Yeah. It, it is. That it is the, hey, if that was the rest of the movie, I would have. I probably would have dug it. It's the meta-ness that I like. It's the. Why am I here, Indiana Jones, the character? But also, why did I sign up for this? It's Indiana Jones movie. Of course, I had to be acting. What about the doing? Re- but the the rest of it just isn't that, and that's what what really gets me. You know what? Like, if if you're gonna make this movie with Harrison Ford and just do it as like, yep, we're doing another one. Why not make it about that? Like, why not make it about oh, Indiana Jones is older and time has passed him by. Like they they throw in little bits and pieces, but it's not ever like like it's not ever the point of the movie. Mm-hmm. You know, because it keeps having to be distracted by like, it'll, it'll, like there was, there was one of my favorite moments in the movie was when, um, the Sala dropped him off at the airport. Yes. And he was like, I have my passport. I want to go with you. And he's like, come on, man, you, you got, you got a family. Like you gotta, you gotta go take care of them first. I was like, Hey, this is interesting. But then it has to be distracted by like, Oh well, Archimedes made this thing, and it's and it's and it can maybe make you travel through time and all this like other nonsense. That's just like this is so unimportant, and it's not interesting. And I don't think I think like the the idea of like here's a device that that can point you to fissures in time that can let you travel through time and like potentially fix things for a character like Indiana Jones, who has in theory like and this movie points it out like his son has died him and his Marion have gotten divorced. There's stuff that he wants to go back and fix, but that's not his motivation for like doing this. His motivation is, Oh, well it belongs in a museum. Cause he says it like five times. And that's just not interesting. If you're going to make a movie about an old Indiana Jones, make it about old Indiana Jones. Don't make it just a, a regular Indiana Jones thing. Right. Right. How did you feel about the ending? I didn't like it. You like I would have I would have rather he stayed in the past. If like I it's one of those things where it's just like you know, reshoots, I guess. But it may I love that like Indiana Jones in the past. That's his dream. That's the wet dream. That's what he wants. Yeah. <laughs> See it day by yeah. day. Um but it would have been nice for him to actively choose that instead of getting punched out and dragged yes. back to New York. How is that is satisfying? So, yeah, all of it is so not. I don't. I it, like the the writers David Kep and uh, James Mangold and John Henry Butterworth and Jez Butterworth. I think like they just don't. None of it feels like it's like followed through at all. Yeah. It feels like here's a here's a thing. Don't you love watching and movies like this and you see five people in the writer's credit yeah. and you're like, yeah, yeah that's why. <laughs> yeah. It's just it just it's so tough. Cause I think you could make an interesting movie about an older Indiana Jones who a man who has studied history forever and is now like seeing history happen. Like you know, the moon landing is huge. Yeah. And he doesn't really care about it. And he's just like, oh, but there's other stuff. And he wants to, you know, 
fix his own life and, and, and all these sorts of things. I think there's an interesting idea there, but this movie absolutely does, does not it. do it. Show, have this movie even be more meta. You want to escape to the past. You want to escape there, but fine. People in your present want to bring you back to yeah. this. There's something there, but they don't really do anything with it. They don't do anything with it. And I think I think the biggest issue is that they don't give Indiana motivation. He has no motivation to to do this for himself, right? Like he's always doing. He's doing. He's like doing this whole quest. For Phoebe Waller Bridge, kind of, but not really, and it's kind of to stop the Nazi guy, but not really. Like, there's nothing like concrete in like what he wants, right? It's the final Indiana Jones movie because all the other Indiana Jones movie, he kind of gets picked up in this world. He, yeah, he is never really active. Yeah, but this is the final movie. This is the for. Yeah, he's like, yeah, I'm just gonna do my regular Indiana Jones thing. The movie should be asking, okay, why is that your regular thing? Why do yeah, you why just is that get... the thing? Yeah. And I think I think this movie is really tough to watch after Top Gun Maverick came out. Because like any legacy sequel at this point, I'm like, if you aren't if you aren't getting to at least half the like thought process of Top Gun Maverick, a movie that should not exist. Like I'll say it every time to really come on. It was gonna be bad. <laughs> we did both think that movie up, was gonna be bad. Up until I sat down, up until Paramount Pictures came up. I was like, yeah, this is gonna this is gonna suck. And then we saw and then we, and then saw, we saw Tom, Tom Cruise, Gun Maverick. And and then we saw Tom, and then we saw Tom Cruise fly that fly that plane crazy fast right at the beginning and then it blew up and we went, Oh, maybe this is something. Oh, that's fine. Oh, yeah, hey. maybe this will be something. Yeah. And then it was Top Gun Maverick. Oscar nominated Top this Gun is Maverick. Your savior speaking. Oh, oh, this is the greatest movie ever made. It's oh, the greatest movie ever made. Oh. It's, it's okay. They're, it's so good. they're in a bar. He's going to get uh, Jennifer Connelly. They could mess it up. They could fumble it. They could. Oh, she meets him. Now they're flying a plane. Greatest movie of all time. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but it does. It does the. It does something with the idea of like this movie doesn't need to exist. It. I think Taka Maverick is pretty aware of like how weird it is that Creed. it's happening. I think Creed is also very aware of like, this is kind of strange, but we're going to do it. And we're going to tell a new story and we're going to give these people reasons to be here. I like mean, the characters, there are reasons to revisit this stuff. And I don't think Dial of Destiny did that. I don't think Kingdom of the Crystal Skull did it either, but, but Last Dial Crusade definitely did. doesn't. Last Crusade did. Right? Sure Last, Last Crusade, Crusade did. did this. What you're yeah. saying with his motivation, that's exactly what happens in Last Crusade. It turns into, yeah, yeah I'm Indiana Jones doing my Indiana Jones thing. Now my dad's involved. Now I got to get him and his whole quest is the Holy Grail. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> but, right? Also, let's get to James Mangold. John Williams, okay. ain't even good. Ain't even good. 
Yeah, Harrison Ford and John that. Williams truly are the only people who get it. The theme for Indiana Jones in the movie doesn't really play a lot until he really gets his groove back. It plays weirdly early. Yes. And I and I and I didn't love it, if I'm honest. I didn't love how early it showed up. I wanted it to be a, to take a while. Take its well, time. Yeah. James Mangold. Um, yes. Can I tell you Director something? Speaking of, of many things, Deadpool three. He was like James Mangold said. Yeah, no, Phil's a little bit tired and cheap. We ended it. I think that was a good place to end. He said this at the Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny premiere. <laughs> the how he thinks Logan uh, was ended. the definitive end, and it doesn't make sense to bring it back for the I mean, he's of right. But he he's said right, it at but the also Indiana Jones. he said it. Yeah. Uh huh. All right, James. <laughs> All right, James. You, f- you fuck. <laughs> Oh, James Bankold. Guy made. Did you see Ford v Ferrari? No. You'd like Ford v Ferrari. You should watch it. Would I? Yes, you would. Okay. Uh, I know you. I, I. I. It didn't seem like a movie I would like, so I was. I avoided it. You wouldn't like nineteen uh, seventeen. You would like Ford v Ferrari. Okay. It's 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 a it's a dad movie. You like dad movies. It's a dad movie. I don't know. It's leaps and bounds better than air. But it still has that oh, charming okay. uh Matt yeah, Damon. Yeah. Come on, we can do this. <laughs> okay. If it's better yeah, if it's better than air. <laughs> leaps and bounds better than air, but very uh close to air. Yeah. I always forget that James Mangold directed the Wolverine. Two. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's crazy. What did you think of the direction? It's it's not it's not very good. Can I? You want to know how you know Steven Spielberg's a nice guy? Yeah, Steven Spielberg. I saw like a month before Dial of Destiny came out. Uh, when he was screening the movie, at the end, he turned to James Mangold and he said, "Damn, I thought I was the only one who knew how to make one of these movies." That's really sweet. What a nice sweet. guy. What a nice hey, guy. Steve. What a nice hey, Steve. guy. That's, that's way too nice. I know he was right next to you, but that was that's way too nice. Directed by James Mangold. Oh, God. What am I going to say? What am I going to say? <laughs> James Mangold looks at him like a child. Like, what did you think, Dad? Daddy, <laughs> Daddy Spielberg? What'd you think of my movie, Daddy Spielberg? Well, I thought I was the only one who could make one of these movies. Oh! I'm gonna tell oh! everyone! <laughs> I would too. I'd <laughs> yeah, go door to door yeah. to every house on this planet. You know what Simon Sewer said about my movie? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I would too, man. Like, that's, like, yeah, uh huh. Fuck. <laughs> That's that's tough because it's not well directed. It's not a well made film, James. Even if it wasn't well made, but it had a style, at least something. It was. It is just yeah. so. It's an. It looks like a robot directed this movie. This looks like an AI directed film. 
we who knows what the future of AI will be, but if there will be AI like art made, people will say Indiana Jones style Destiny is one of those movies. Yeah. People will say Ant Man Quantumania they... is one of those movies. People will say <laughs> The Flash are one of those movies. Yeah. People will say all of Mando season three. <laughs> Which I did finish and it's bad. Is and it? It's, and it's it's so bad. Are you jumping dude. jumping it's... off ship bad or Oh yeah, I'm not I'm not coming back. Are you doing Ahsoka? Uh, I'll do it if the if a more civilized age does it. Okay. This is this is where I'm at with other than uh, this is where I'm at with Star Wars stuff, uh, TV shows at least. If the podcast I like does it, I'll watch it. But if they are like we're not going to do this, then I will not do it. Dang. Because that was the only reason that I finished Mando season three was because a more civilized age did a like. Uh, Episodes, like bonus episode for their Patreon, and I was like, "Well, I really like hearing them talk about Star Wars, so I will watch the last like two episodes of the fucking show." And then I got to what happens at the end. Um, what do do where season two? Where do you the last thing? I mean, I don't even include Andor. In the Star Wars TV, but like I was gonna say, no. the last Star Wars TV thing was Luke Skywalker came in. Yeah, took yeah. Baby Yoda. So this takes place an unknown number of years after season two. I think they said like ten years or something. A whole decade. Like a like a a weird amount of time has passed. Between the end of season two and the beginning of season three, maybe not ten, but it's like a weird, it's a we, it's like a weirdly long amount of time that Grogu was with Luke Ooh. training. Enough time Grogu's where back. they can make any TV show or a book, yeah. or a video game, a big yeah. enough space for that can just kind of be in there. Um, Grogu's back, Mando wants to join the Mandalorians again, his like little cult. They say no, because you took off your helmet. But if you go bathe in the waters of Mandalore, you can, you can come back. But Mandalore, of course, as we all know, was destroyed by the empire and irradiated and like is now nothing but like a wasteland of a planet. And is the air is so radioactive. You'll die when you get there. Blah, blah, blah. But there's rumors that maybe that's not true. So Mando goes to Mandalore and finds out that, oh, you can actually breathe the air and it's totally fine. And I can just be here. No worries. No stakes. He gets beat up by some monster. The Darksaber gets taken from him by this monster. Grogu flies. Grogu escapes and goes to get Bo-Katan, who is alone in a castle. Bogotan goes to Mandalore, kills the monster that that got Mando, and then they are like they go bathe in the waters of Mandalore together. And Bogotan, importantly, does not take off her helmet between leaving the waters of Mandalore and getting Din back to his cult. And then the armorer is like, "Hey, did you also bathe in the waters of Mandalore?" And she goes, "Yeah." And the armor's like, have you taken your helmet off since that happened? And she goes, no. 
And she's like, guess what, motherfucker? <laughs> You're in. Can I ask you a quick question? Yeah. So either Mandalorian or Bo-Katan. Completely naked, but with their helmet on. Dirty or kinky? Dirty. Not kinky. Maybe a little kinky. I think Maybe a, little a little kinky. kinky. Helmet, helmet action? If the, yeah, helmet on. Helmet on, fully naked, a little kinky. Type that into Pornhub next time. Helmet on, <laughs> helmet on. <laughs> that's, I guarantee that's real. There's no way that's not real. Um, so bo now in the cult. And she's like, I don't know. And then a kid gets kidnapped by a bird monster. And then they go and save the kid from the bird monster. A lot of stuff just happens. There's no reason. Okay, the biggest thing with Mando Season 3 is there's no reason for any of these events to be happening. It is just, and then, and then, and then. So when I say, and then this happens, there is no, I'm not like missing a like, oh, there's this reason that this thing happened. It's truly just like, this is just happening. So, and then this kid gets kidnapped by a bird monster and all the Mandalorians try have to go and try and save save the kid and Bo-Katan like leads the party to go save the kid. So they save the kid, they bring the kid back and some of the bird monster's babies, which is not important, but it's just a really weird moment. There are these giant like chicken looking bird dragons. Then what the fuck happens? <laughs> Then, okay, and then Mando and Bo-Katan are like, we gotta go get Bo-Katan's ships back. They gotta go get the, the her fleet back. So then they go to a planet, and then Jack Black and Lizzo are like, hey, <laughs> we need your help. And then they do a Law & Order episode where uh, Christopher Lloyd is the bad guy. Bob, Bob. Um... And Jack Black and Lizzo are also just kind of there. And Lizzo gets to play with Grogu for an hour. And then they go to the Mand- the Mandalorian fleet. And she, Bo-Katan like fights the guy that took over her fleet. But then she wins. But then he's like, well, actually, none of that actually fucking mattered. Because you don't even have the Darksaber. So you're not our true leader. And then Din is like, actually a monster got me and took the Darksaber from me and then Bo-Katan killed that monster, which means I lost it in combat and Bo-Katan killed the thing that that got it from me in combat. So she is actually the real owner of the Darksaber. And then he hands it to her and then she, and then all the Mandalorians are like, I guess. Wait, what? Is it like the Elder Wand? Like there's a true allegiance with the sword? Like what? Yeah. Does it do you not know this dark saber thing? Do you not know about the dark? Saber? I know, but I saw I saw John Carlos Esposito with the dark saber. I know about the dark saber. Yeah. <laughs> so the person who has the dark saber is the leader of is the ruler of Mandalorian. Oh, I thought like the saber wouldn't work because the saber. Knows. No, no, no. Okay. No, that's no, no. Where I got the saber works, but the saber also doesn't work if you're bad at it. <laughs> That There's truth. this weird Ain't thing that, that happens. I hear this that is a real thing that happens. Like I said, Rocky Road, my guy. <laughs> Rocky Road. <laughs> There's this weird thing that they talk about. I think in the book of Boba Fett, where if you're if you're not 
using the dark saber properly, it gets heavier and harder to use. Oh, that's cool. That's yeah, but it doesn't come up ever again. Oh, that's some Shakespearean drama right there. That's some photo <laughs> yeah. of Dorian Gray stuff right there. Yeah, it's a it's not anything important. Um, so then Bogotan is the leader of the Mandalores, and then pirates attack Carl Weathers. And Did all of the Mandalorians. Die? No, he's still alive. Oh, okay. And then all the Mandalorians go to help Carl Weathers. And then. And then you find out that Giancarlo Esposito actually has a bunch of clones. And he's still. And he's alive and he's escaped prison and he's now talking to a bunch of secret Imperials who are trying to get the Empire back together. Get that paycheck, dude. Um. And then all the Mandalorians are like, we're going to go retake Mandalore. We're going to go chill on Mandalore. So then they go to Mandalore and then Giancarlo Esposito shows up and is like, I'm going to, I'm going to kill all of you with all my, with all my robots and all my, and all my stuff. So then there's this big fight. And then there's like a video game esque boss fight at the end. Where Giancarlo Esposito was like, the reason I wanted Grogu was to gain his force energy because I've been secretly acquiring the DNA of all these different types of aliens and putting them in me so that I can be the best person and I have all the best attributes of all the different aliens in the galaxy. They never say midichlorians. And then they fight Giancarlo Esposito... And then they, I think he gets squished by a spaceship that falls down or something. I can't remember. It's a bunch of nonsense. It's a bunch of nonsense and it's bad. And and it's, yeah. So what is the show about, Matt? Nothing. It's, 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 there's no reason, like there's nothing. Oh, and then the weirdest thing, the weirdest thing happens at the end of this fucking show. And Din is like, I want Grogu to be a Mandalorian. And the armor is like, no. He can only, he's a foundling. You can't take him on quests, which you've been doing for three seasons. You can't take him on quests unless he's your son. And then Din goes, I'm going to adopt him. And everyone goes, okay. As if he hasn't already adopted this baby already. And then there's a whole ceremony where Din now officially becomes Grogu's dad. And Grogu's new name is is Din Grogu. And now and now Grogu's a Mandalorian. Mandal- Does he get a suit? Does he get a helmet? No. I am back in not- the show if he if I see little baby Grogu. He's not he does <laughs> he doesn't have a suit because he's not old enough to be able to take the oath because he can't speak. <laughs> Can they make a little helmet and his ears stick out? <laughs> I want that very badly, but they haven't done it yet. Which is also, people have pointed out, insane that Grogu can't speak yet. Because in the history, in like other Star Wars media, canonically, Yoda started teaching Padawans when he was a hundred years old. Grogu is 50 and is speaking and doesn't speak words yet. 
and is still making baby noises. So in the next 50 years, Grogu will become an adult Yoda, Yoda alien. Yeah. And be able to teach Padawans. Like, we'll be, we'll be a Jedi master. We'll go from a baby, a 50-year-old baby, to a 100-year-old Jedi master. Yeah, that makes sense to me. No, it doesn't. <laughs> if he's if he's fifty years old and he's talking as if he's like a one year old child, fifty means one year. Like like the logic of of this is insane. So Yoda's a two. So Yoda is would if if we're following the logic that they have set out here, Yoda at a hundred years old would be a two would be the equivalent of a two year old human baby. Good for Yoda. But you can't, but a two-year-old can't be a Jedi Master. You understand? (laughs) You understand? You understand? understand A a two-year-old can't be a Jedi Master. (laughs) I'm going to run into an Asail Asylum and and say that to grab someone by the collar. You hear me? A two-year-old can't be a a Jedi Master. This is, yeah, so anyway, my name is Sam Bannigan. <laughs> and I'm Andrew, do you got anything else for Indiana Jones? No, I don't. Dang. No, dang, I dang, don't. Dang. And I got to go on a date, so I got to shower. Oh, well, take that shower. I'm Andrew Thomas. And you can find the podcast all over the place at Welcome Back Pod. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you can join all the different social medias. Our link tree is linktree slash Welcome Back Pod. All the different podcasts of your choice. Like the track, review the track, view the podcast, like the podcast. All the different things. Follow us on all the things, please. It helps out the show a whole lot. Yeah, that's the that's the really great way to support the show. But as always, Andrew will tell you the best way to support the show. I almost burped in the middle of that. Well, don't burp. Go find your eight-year-old uh, uh, grandparents, friends. You know how you're just friends with eight-year-olds. Yeah, and uh, go on a little adventure with them. And while you're on an adventure, listen to us. It's fun. It's fun. When you're being chased by Nazis, who else do you want to hear in your ears except Sam and Andrew? <laughs> except, except this queer and black movie podcast where we where we talk about Mandalorian instead of Indiana Jones. Yes, that's that's the one. Um, oh, also, I forgot about the. There's a. There's one episode where a, where a, <laughs> a Nazi scientist uh, gets tricked into being a Nazi again, I guess, and then gets his brain fried by another Nazi, an Imperial officer. In oh, okay. I was like, what part of Indiana Jones? They're did Nazis. I miss? We all know. We all know they're Nazis. Anyway.